What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. It's your host, Brie Goodfellow. And in this episode, I got to sit down with Laura and Kat Maloof. They are a mother and daughter team that both attend Strongside Roswell together. You can either see them in the early mornings or in the later evenings, and they come in and absolutely crush it. In this episode, we got to dive into how they both have had transformations. They came from a place where they weren't feeling good in their own bodies. They wanted more for themselves because they knew if they wanted to take care of others, they had to take care of themselves first. And so they took a dive inward. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Hi, Kat. (laughs) Hi, Laura. Both the movie ladies. Hello. (laughs) How are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. You, Kat? We're doing great over here. Have y'all worked out yet? I did. Ooh. Yeah, 5.15. In the morning. A.M. Yep. <laughs> and I will be there at 4.15 p.m. today. Okay, so we have both of you. There's two types of people in this world. Ones that work out in the morning and ones that work out in the afternoon. Total opposite. Do you ever work out together? A few times she's gotten up and done 5.15 with me. I will never work out in the afternoons. <laughs> never. I'm with you, Laura. <laughs> I'm with you. I get her to some mornings I don't trust myself to wake up. So I'm like, all right, mama, I need you to come down the hallway, wake me up. And then some mornings I'm like, I can't do this. For a week I did it. And I don't think I've done it since. For a week. And you can hold on to that week. I did it once. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies. So I have a very important question as always. We're going to go breakfast this time. What did you each eat for breakfast this morning? I had um, protein powder mixed with water. And then a little later, I had coffee with collagen in it. Nice. And now I've had a little handful of nuts. Okay. This morning was very out of character for me. I had Chick-fil-A chicken minis. Oh. Very out of character. Those are so good. It was so good. I can't do gluten or dairy, but it was Mm. the best. It was really good. I'm going to be feeling it later. So you can't do gluten, but you still went for the minis? Yes. Okay, cool. See, my husband's like that, and he knows, he calculates the risk. He knows when he's just going to take the hit and just go for it. It's going to fuel me for my 4.15 later today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. And Laura, that's a quite a very like ketogenic breakfast. During the week, I don't take time for breakfast. Mm. But on the weekends, it's Waffle House. I'll have my, okay. my cheese eggs, <laughs> my hash browns with grilled onions, and I'm set. You got to have that one meal you look forward to mm-hmm. every week. Every Saturday. Oh, it's a, do you go to Kat? No, my friend Brace, who's also a strong side member. Yes. We get together, we have breakfast, and we start our day, our weekend. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay, cool. Well, I love the way y'all started. I mean, that's one way to do it. I love it. It's two very different ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have y'all always worked out together? Like in you know, kind of bonded over it? Because you both go to Strongside Roswell. I started working out in my 40s, mid to late 40s, because, you know, with my Transformation Tuesday, mm-hmm. I was heavily overweight and I wanted to change. And then once I reached a point where I was comfortable working out, I invited her to work out with me. It was more challenging workouts and she wanted to. Wow. How old was I when I started working out with you? We start. Like 16, 15? Volleyball at 12. I started playing volleyball at 12 years old. And then from there, I was athletic. I was in the sports. I enjoyed being in the gym. And then she started doing these workout classes at the Dunwoody Baptist Fitness Center. Um, Angie? And Buddy. 
and Buddy, there were these two Group X fitness classes that I would do with her. And it was a lot of um, little dumbbells and running and just more cardio fitness kind of things. And that's what her and I would do together. I'd go with her in the evenings. And we started working out together when I was like 16 for 10 years now. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Laura, when you said you were ready to start working out or more comfortable, what does that mean? How do you, did you get to that point? As I started to lose weight and was more confident, mm-hmm. then I was more confident in what I can do at the gym and my abilities. I was terrified to start running because mm-hmm. to feel all that jiggle and movement, and it was just like the most terrifying thing in the world. And it's not why I hate running today. (laughs) I just don't like running. (laughs) A lot of people share that. I can understand. You know, I hear that a lot, actually. And I I have some clients who who feel the exact same way where, like, they talk about, like, I don't want to feel all the things moving and jiggling and all those things. That's a very real discomfort. Um, So how did you start getting into the process of wanting to lose weight in the first place? Like, was it just one day you're like, I'm doing this? One day. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, really? Okay. Seriously. My my friend and I, we were sitting down. It was like Memorial Day weekend, and we were drinking our margaritas and eating our burgers. And she says, I'm going to start a diet. Do you want to do it with me? And I said, I've never been on a diet. And I said, sure, I'll try it. So she was going to do one of those meal planning things where, you know, she just gets this meal, that meal, and that's all she eats for the entire day. Mm. I figured I'd go a, a route like that, but I went the counting calories way, almost Weight Watchers, but mm. not Weight Watchers. And I just kept it at like a 1300 calorie per day thing. And I added basic aerobic movements, first walking, then basic aerobic movements. And I went from there. And yeah, in a year's time, I reached my goal weight, but I still hadn't developed muscles yet. Mm-hmm. And I want I wanted that. I wanted the strength. Yeah. What was your inspiration to start building the muscles, though? Because not everyone really thinks about that part. I wanted to look good. (laughs) (laughs) And there's that thing of skinny fat Mm -hmm. where you got somebody that's really skinny and there's no muscle tone and that I, I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be fit. So is that, Kat, when you came in, did you start working out around that same time? Because you said you started working out with your mom at 12. Is that right? Or 16? So at 16 versus 12. 12 was when I first started getting into volleyball. So I was doing clinics. I was an awkward giraffe. I was tall (laughs) and I would say more lanky then than I am now. So I was still fitting into my body, getting used to it. And strength training, I got more comfortable with it as I got older. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And then so... How did it change, Laura, for the family when you started eating differently? Because I know that can be a diverse effect. Oh, it had lots of reactions. <laughs> At first, I, my husband, God rest his soul, I think he thought I was cheating on him. Because oh, no. <laughs> he would show up at the gym when I was going to be there just to make sure I was at the gym mm. and to see who I was working out with. Wow. And his insecurities got the best of him. So he started working out. Mm. And he lost a good bit of weight. Yeah, he, yeah he, did. he did. And then he relaxed. He realized, oh, she is doing this for her. Mm. Um, Annie, my youngest, she was three, I think, when I started to lose weight, maybe a little younger. And she's 21 now. 
and she didn't she doesn't remember me being a big girl so there was no really big impact on her and yeah yeah, she doesn't remember me being a big girl (laughs) my oldest probably does she's 31 Mm. but you know their impact was not as big as his the 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 insecurities were through the roof but so he but he also started working out Mm -hmm. you said and did he keep up with it as well did he do it with you at all Did y'all work out together no he said what i do is torturous (laughs) (laughs) okay i understand yeah yeah so he what he did is he bought a power plate i don't know if you're familiar with that it's Mm -hmm. a platform that vibrates and you can work out on it. You can control the level of vibration. It can really just rattle your teeth or it could be a steady to stretch on. Wow. And it, it causes your muscles to contract. So he could go with lighter weights and not fill mm. the house with big heavy weights and he can do his thing oh, there. Interesting. And he had hip replacement surgery. Whoa. So he wasn't gonna run, he wasn't gonna jump, yeah. he wasn't gonna do any of those things. So the plate, it helped with the hip and healing it and then he would do a strength training on it wow this is totally off topic but cat i know that you're a chiropractor now is that right so isn't there a plate that you stand on in chiropractic that like does something similar do you know what i'm talking about don't you like stand on like a machine and like it vibrates you there are a bunch of different things <laughs> that chiropractors use i know there's one that i'm familiar with where it's like a a balance plate and you stand on it and it can measure how much you sway right to left and if your center of gravity is like where you're it's supposed to be mm. versus being forward or backwards um i don't know i went on one one time i didn't i hated it <laughs> i said take me off my teeth started chattering it yeah. was really uncomfortable to like, get me off this yeah so maybe i don't know i might be crazy i'm not familiar with it but i'm sure some chiropractors probably use something like that yeah there's so many tools out there that y'all get to use that I'm fascinated by. Yeah. It's so cool. And we're going to dive into that 100%. But learning this, the your backgrounds together, um, Laura, so then how did you find strong side? Because then I know Kat comes in this way, <laughs> the strong side. So the gym we were going to, the programming wasn't the way we wanted it. We wanted more change. We wanted more diversity in what we were doing. So we started shopping around. And when the rates were going up. Mm. But- we wanted more challenging. So we started shopping around and a friend of ours saw y'all and went online and checked the rates. And she goes, wow, this is half of what we're paying. Oh, whoa. So she did a, a week and signed up. And then we came, I came and did a week and signed up. And my friend Brace came, mm-hmm. did a week, signed up. And then we dragged Kat in, but it was everything we wanted. <laughs> it was our, we got cardio, mm. we got strength, we got variety. So you know how when you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, yes. the muscle memory kicks in and you're not having achievement after that. Yeah, plateauing is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. You're like, can something change, please? Absolutely. And even my weight started to just come back up, even though I was working the same, working out the same as I always was. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is going on? Is this menopause? Is this because I'm plateauing and not being challenged anymore? And without changing any of my eating habits, and of course, I'm still menopausal, that hadn't changed. The weight's just, it's, you know, little by little, little weight coming down. Mm. But it's not, once again, it's not drastic. I'm not going to starve myself to lose 10 pounds. 
I'm not doing as that. you shouldn't because uh-uh. it'll come back and worse yeah. this one day that you don't starve yourself yeah. Yeah. but just you know week by week a little bit's coming off wow and so how much weight in your overall um, journey since the day you had margaritas and everything on Memorial Day have you lost 85 wow yeah and that's not even counting all the muscle you've built yeah yeah incredible yeah I mean the muscle difference I'm I got a good bit of muscle yeah I know you were very strong I've taken class with you you were a very strong individual um absolutely okay so then Kat got dragged in yes I um I was I first moved home in March and I joined One Life and I was doing my internship and I was at my internship basically eight thirty in the morning to eight thirty at night. And I Where'd tried, you move from? I'm sorry. From South Carolina. I went to okay. chiropractic school in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Great. And so I was there for four years, moved back home in March of twenty twenty three. And I decided when I moved back home that I needed to make a change. So that's when I started making working out more regularly. I was tracking my food. I tra- started tracking my macros. I've never tracked my protein before. So moving back home, I made that my main priority to make sure I hit my protein. I hit my strength. And I would wake up, go to my internship, go work out, go home, go to sleep and repeat. Yes. And that was basically my regimen for three months. And then... Once I had more free time, I was able to go do go to Strongside and do the one week pass. And I worked out with you that one Saturday. I did a Saturday group workout with mom <laughs> and I met a handful of the people there who we bonded with pretty fast. And next thing you know, I did that one week and I was back and I was we're we're a couple. We are a couple. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a couple membership. <laughs> And that's what I loved the athleticism that it required of the barbell movements and the the cardio aspect is what I was missing. I'll, I would go on the stairmaster for twenty minutes. I'd walk on an incline. I'd walk yeah. around the neighborhood. But that's so much more fun than just doing steady state and then doing my lifting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, combining the two is very different. Yeah. Like today's, as you'll find out, doing push jerks and running together. It's like oh. That's different. <laughs> my heart rate's in my throat. Got yeah. it. Um, but that's awesome. So you, when you came in and your athleticism and background with volleyball, how yeah. long were you doing volleyball for? Uh, I stopped playing when I was competitively when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So I played for 12, six, six, six years competitively. I played club volleyball year round. And then my junior, senior year, I was getting a little bit burnt out and I started I threw for track. So then I did volleyball and track, and that was a lot of fun. And I (laughs) was introduced to more lifting heavy when I joined track because some practice days we would go into the weight room Uh and I could lift heavy there. And um, in college I was able to as well, but just being able to have that background of volleyball, the athleticism of that, and then going into these dynamic movements that I have Mm -hmm. not done in a long time. I've never done an overhead snatch before. That was fun learning that. Push jerks. I've always done just strict barbell presses. So it's been interesting to retrain my brain in these more gymnastic dynamic movements versus Mm -hmm. strict weightlifting. That's been the difference for me is learning those new movements. Yeah, absolutely. And even I think it's really important 
you know, I know a lot of athletes from high school or from college. And once school's over, like, so does the sport. Like, it mm-hmm. ends for them. And they have to learn, like, how to live outside of that. Like, yeah. how do I eat now? Like, what do I do for activity now? And that becomes a whole thing. Did that yeah. happen to you, too? That was a big struggle for me. Mm. I, um, my dad... <laughs> He would always check in on me. He goes, Kat, you really need to like limit what you're eating. And I would get so offended. I'd be like, you're calling I me like, fat? Any girl would be very offended. I'm so offended. But looking back, I knew he was only looking out for me because uh-huh. the same thing happened to him. He stopped playing football. He gained a good bit of weight. He saw me doing the same thing. Mm. I was still eating a whole freaking pint of Ben and Jerry's peanut butter cup. <laughs> That thing is like 1,400 calories, and I would eat the whole thing. And I was like, you know, I'm going to work out. It's no problem. No one eats the serving size, by the way. Never. No, I'll still eat a full pint of ice cream. The pint is the serving size, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But I would do that. I would eat Chick-fil-A. I I didn't track what I was eating, and I would just eat because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I would eat because, oh, this is what I ate before. I'll continue eating this amount. But I wasn't burning what I was eating. And Mm -hmm. so over time, I slowly gained weight. In college, I peaked at around 230 pounds, and I'm five foot ten. So a lot of I have muscle. I have a good bit of muscle, but a lot of it was not. And I didn't realize that until I started losing. I was like, "Wow, okay, I was a little <laughs> bit fluffier than I thought." <laughs> That's awesome. And so obviously, you wanted to go into the health world. Cause, I mean, you're a chiropractor now. Yes. Congratulations. Thank That's you very awesome. much. Thank you. So, what made you go into chiropractic? I grew up with my dad as a chiropractor, so we grew up a very health-oriented household. We focused on health coming from within the body. Everything that we can do comes from within. We don't try to rely on outside pills, potions, lotions to make ourselves feel better. It all Mm -hmm. comes from the inside and it radiates out. So growing up with that mindset, I, from the beginning, it's always been very health-oriented. And when I was in school, I wanted to go into something health field, whether it was physical therapy or cardiac rehab. I'm like, I wanted to do something that helps people, that helps them become better than what they were so they can improve and then not have to go back to what they were. Mm -hmm. And when I toured these two facilities, I was watching them all work out, doing the physical therapy, and I was like, wow, they could be healing and functioning so much better Mm -hmm. if they were adjusted in alignment and if they had the proper brain-body connection and their nervous system free functioning. Mm -hmm. Because chiropractors, we focus on adjusting the spine, and by adjusting the spine, the nervous system is housed within your spine. And by getting the pressure off the nerves, your body's able to function as how it's supposed to Mm -hmm. without any interference so when I watched that I called my dad uh it was my junior year of college and I said daddy I think I'm going to go to chiropractic school then he started crying (laughs) because um I've always loved health and I fought it I fought it for a long time because I'm like I'm not going to do it because you did it yes I'm not going to do it to make you happy I got to learn to do it for myself which Mm -hmm. is why he went to life in Georgia and that's why I went to Sherman in Spartanburg Mm -hmm. because I told him if I'm going to live at home go to where you went am I really doing it for myself wow so I forced myself to move from home which was hard. I cried so much. (laughs) And I can tell y'all are close. Yeah. (laughs) I love my family. When I first moved, I cried for a week straight. (laughs) I went to church that Sunday. They dropped me off Friday or Saturday. And I went to church by myself Sunday, cried the whole time during mass, the whole time. Went to Waffle House, cried the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Not at Waffle House. (laughs) Cried at Waffle House. But I knew... 
pushing myself out of my comfort zone was going to be good for me. And it was. It's been, I'm so happy that I went to Sherman. I'm so happy that I lived away from home so I could come back home and just be so appreciative for everything I have here. That's amazing. And so you said your dad was a chiropractor. Yes. Yeah. And so he went to, actually, um, I have a few friends that went to life and I know it's a great school too. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So now you just opened a practice, didn't you? I, I've seen you in pictures, Laura, with you guys putting it together. <laughs> she was my model. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Where is that at now? It's in Lawrenceville on Pleasant Hill Road. It's in the Duluth area. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So... I'm fascinated by all everyone knows I'm a total nerd about basically all things health. I just find people who get really niche about what they want to help people with. Yes. Um, there's always so much I want to pick your brain about. And yeah. I have like 500 things running through my brain that I have to chill out and I have to pick with <laughs> one. So I'm going to ask you, what is the coolest? We have to pick one thing. Okay. The coolest thing that you want people to know about the human body. That you think is just the coolest. Okay. I know that's hard. That's a terrible ask. That is I'm so, so sorry. hard. <laughs> I would have to say the most amazing part of the human body is its basic innate intelligence to be able to heal from the inside out. Your body is so smart. It knows mm. exactly what it's doing. If you start to have, oh, my low back is hurting a little bit. That's your body telling you something's going on. You need to get this checked out. Mm -hmm. If you're getting headaches, if you have some nausea, fatigue, brain fog, that's your body warning you that something is off, that something is happening. And by being in tune with what's going on with you and by going to the doctor, by seeing the chiropractor, you're able to be like, oh, my neck is hurting because my atlas, which is the first bone in your neck, it needs adjusting. Oh, wow, I can, sometimes your vision even improves after an adjustment too, because you have so many nerves in your neck. Mm. And then being able to get that first bone in the place, you're, it everything there's no pressure on the brainstem and you're able to function at 100 percent and he's eczema yes my little sister she was born with eczema in her elbow pits her knee pits uh back of the neck too right stomach she had eczema breakouts everywhere and she whenever she needed to get an adjustment her eczema would flare up Mm. And then when she when she was born, my dad would adjust her. And then over time, the eczema flare ups went down. And then when she got more regularly adjusted, that's how she was able to fight her eczema flare ups. Whoa. Why? I, like, I'm just like, what's happening in there? That's so fascinating. I believe it 100 um, percent because I, I find that interesting, too, like the human body's ability to be able to heal itself mm -hmm. in particular things like that, like lifestyle things, yeah. you know, all the time. I recently learned that if you breathe through your nose, um, you naturally get six times more nitric oxide through your system just by breathing through your nasal cavity. Mm -hmm. And like it's made to do that. Mm -hmm. And nobody knows that. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, so I find that fascinating. Yeah. And so y'all have started down this path of with fitness and even watching what you eat so with the background that you guys came with you already looked at okay the human body it can all come from within and so then you started this fitness journey and this food journey as well what would you say have been the biggest changes in your personalities with that because i feel like that's a physical identity thing you know what i mean does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I would like to think my personality didn't change, mm. but it did. I walk into the gym, like, size up everybody, like, yeah. 
<laughs> you have some confidence. It's a confidence. Yeah, there's definitely so much more confidence. Mm. Confidence enough to where we're both willing to do the spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Have you... I, well, I know you're competitive in volleyball and things, but Laura, have you ever done something like that? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Growing up, I didn't like to sweat. I wasn't mm. at all competitive. It was just, I was fine always just blending in the background and just yeah. being being me and maybe no one will notice. <laughs> Who's your partner? Jody. Oh, yes. Coach Jody. Oh, y'all will do, you guys are both going to be so strong. Wow. Yeah. I love thinking about the athletes that pair together and I'm like, ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. You got Kat needs to tell you about her partner. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I'm with Malia. I haven't met Malia yet. She is a force to be reckoned with and she will <laughs> she will be pushing me regardless. She's is going, that your teammate? Yeah, she's going to be carrying me, I swear. <laughs> she's so strong. Oh, that's fantastic. So with it both being your first competition, do you have expectations? What do you think? I don't know. I always find it interesting with our competitions. Have you ever seen it? I know you watched it. You were a volunteer. Mm -hmm. Shamrock Showdown. Kat, have you seen it yet? Never, no. Oh. And she's doing performance. Oh, <gasps> let's go. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. And what level uh, are you doing, Laura? I'm doing fitness. Fitness. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Now, um, I think Jody and I are going to be a great team because we're so compatible. We're so similar in so mm -hmm. many ways. I mean, even our age. So. <laughs> so what made you finally compete? Because Shamrock Showdown, I know you were my volunteer. <laughs> um, Nate hounded me. Oh, well. <laughs> He's good at that. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, Jody really needs a partner. I really feel y'all would be great together. So just yeah. do it. Okay. Just so, do it. So my expectation is just to have fun. Good. I mean, it really is fun. Yeah. Um, I The one thing about our gym, you know, there's local competitions, which are really cool. And it's like multi-gym things. But they can get really competitive. And then that works for a lot of people. Like someone like Nate who does that stuff, go get it. Um, but our gym, it, like, let's just have fun, y'all. Like, let's not like slit each other's throats. Like, we're just here to see like the best that you can do. Because you work so hard. In the gym. And Laura, I know you go like every freaking day. Every day. Is it always the same time? Always 5.15. Wow. Occasionally on Saturdays I'll go. And then like last week um, we went out to Woodstock and because mm. it looked like a fun workout. Mm. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so you saw Coach Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. She's the best. Isn't she's she? so awesome. God, she's a good coach. She's so strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I'll, I can't I can't think of anybody that's not a good coach. I mean, y'all yeah. got the right formula. Y'all oh, got it thank down. Thank you. <laughs> we try. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So something I really want to dive into that y'all mentioned when you first got here is talking about the difference between like nature versus nurture. And I think it's interesting too with y'all being, I mean, Laura, obviously you nurtured cat. Um, and, and, and natured. <laughs> so could y'all kind of dive into the nature versus nurture aspect when it comes to your health, your fitness, and your perspectives on it? Well, I recently met my biological mother's family. And what I discovered on this trip to Missouri to meet them, my mother's already passed. I found that out when I did the research to find her. Um, the whole family battled weight. Mm. 
and there's, you know, some are still battling it, but even my mother, she battled weight and her weight was always up and down, up and down. And she got into competitive lifting when she was in her fifties. Wow. Yeah. So I found it so bizarre that, you know, as I'm nearing my fifties that I wanted to start lifting weights, I wanted yeah. to get stronger. And then there she was. And my stepfather shared a picture of her with me where she's doing heavy deadlifts. I'm like, Oh, wow. my favorite. I love deadlifts. Yes. And I said, I, I hate bench press. She goes, so did she. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So all these genetic things that I never knew existed is so much a part of me, even her sense of smell. Mm. I mean, I could smell the anything cooking. She can be down in the kitchen cooking <laughs> and I'm fussing that she's using far too many spices <laughs> that my nose is burning. Wow. And that was one of the things my mother's sister was telling me. She goes, how are you with smells? I said, smells make me nauseous. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's kind of mm -hmm. bewildering. Mm -hmm. Asking these questions, you're like, how'd you know to ask me that in a way? Yeah. And then um, they said, how are you in crowds? I said, oh, I'm, I'm the blending in the background. Mm. Crowds exhaust me. I, you know, if I do something too social, I have to take a nap. Yeah. And I, talking to all of them, they're all that way. Oh, wow. Every single one of them. So you were being like interviewed in a way, like you were like matching all the points. Mm -hmm. What they else want, did they ask you? They, oh, oh we talked about vision. Mm. She wore disposable contacts. She only wore her glasses at night, same as me. And oh, what was the other key thing? I can't remember. I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can't remember. That's okay. Um, so with that in mind would you say something oh she's saying gray hair oh <laughs> <laughs> similarly oh and something you and i and her all share is we had jumbled up mouths of teeth what does our that mean? teeth i mean i could have been a shark there were layers <gasps> of teeth and she could have been a shark <laughs> And come to find out my mother was the same way. Wow. I mean, her, her mouth was a disaster. My mm. stepfather was telling me, because he's the one who went, took her to the orthodontist and got the braces on her. And he, <laughs> he, he was fussing at his mother-in-law that you should have been the one to take her and get <laughs> these teeth fixed, not me. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So you found out everything about your mother's past in that way. And so then what was she doing like towards the end? She started powerlifting in her 50s. Was there a reason why? Did they mention why? Her husband had bought a gym mm. after he retired. He's a retired firefighter. Okay. And one of the, th he couldn't just sit and do nothing. So yeah. he bought a gym and she's always enjoyed fitness and exercise as part of her struggle with her weight. Mm. And she would teach water aerobics. She would teach the regular aerobics class, but it didn't challenge her. Ah. And she started lifting weight. And then she got competitive with it. Wow. Yeah. But deadlift was her competition. That was her, her jam. That was her thing. And that's your jam. That's my jam. That's, <laughs> that's Kat's jam. Wow. I mean, she just did 300 as a, on, when we did deadlifts this week, she Holy did 300. Moly. You know, I think about the same things. Kat, how do you feel about it? Like, what do you think? Because now, like, we're going to the next generation, the third generation here. 
Hmm. What are your thoughts? On the nature of, like, my yeah. mom and her mom? Yeah. And then I, how it applies to you. Well, I've been able, now that I've been home, I've realized that I'm way more similar to my dad than I realized. Mm. I have a lot of similarities with my mom in terms of personality, but just I'm my dad true and true. And he, when I first moved back home, it was kind of like my wake-up call. I was like, all right, I got to be serious about fitness because when he ran the practice, he didn't have really any stress relief outlets that were physical it was more so looking up things online he loved uh cars he loved cars he loved guns he was very into those sort of things and like a guy's up, guy type he was a guy's yeah. guy and i'm just like i will uh watch modern family <laughs> 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 new girl and i'm like all right i need i need to make sure that i have something that allows me to get my stress out, keep my blood pumping. Cause when he, he passed, he had a blood clot. And mm. so I want to make sure that my body stays healthy so I can continue to take care of others. So I can continue to take care of my family so I can continue to take care of myself. Cause you can't take care of other people as a doctor unless you take care of yourself. Mm. And then knowing what, how my mom has been able to transform her lifestyle and then how her and her mother are so similar, crazy. And so, blood pressure and yes, rate. my mom's blood pressure, very low. My mom's heart rate, very low. Her mother's blood pressure and heart rate are very low. Mm. Mine are average. Um, dad's was high. So thankfully, I'm still average. You're in the middle. I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're. What's like, low, by the way? Like what would be considered a low like heart rate and blood pressure? Oh, it's it's always like. 120 or not even 120 110 yeah over 68 wow my oh yeah my resting heart rate's always around 50 55 oh the wow. most yeah i never uh, i think people always hear these numbers when they go to the doctor's office but they don't know what's considered low or high mm. right so cat you said yours is average what is yours <laughs> I'm usually around 115 over 75. Normal's 120 over 80. Okay. And heart rate, you're, it ranges from 60 to 100 for normal. Mm. 100's high though. Gotcha. And then your dad was high. His was like 78, 80. Oh, wow. My last physical, I was laying on the table. They had the EKG hooked up and they came in to get the results and they said, ooh, let me help you sit up. Let, I don't want you getting dizzy. And I said, what are you talking about? Well, your heart rate's so low. It's like it registering in the 40s. I said, that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, oh, are you a runner? <laughs> no, I work out. <laughs> <laughs> I work out though. <laughs> Give me a deadlift. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry, and Kat, I cut you off when you're talking about um, heart rate and everything else, but I just found that, I know people always have those questions. No, so you're I couldn't fine, you're resist. Um, where, we, where were we? We were back at, Talk about just the nature is the nurture. You're like more through and through your dad. Yes. Yeah. I am my father's daughter. And so you're sitting at average with your heart rate. But in <laughs> other ways, would you say that's true? In being like through and through like your dad. Oh, I'm going to hand that to my mom. Your temperament. <laughs> you're, you get angry and you just boom. And then she comes back down and he, he would often overreact and then mm. go, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I kind of see that. <laughs> I, did, I did that today. <laughs> passionate. We call that passionate from yeah. time to time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm all, I try to be even just relaxed and mm. just, I don't want to go through life stressed. Yeah. Very chill. 
Yeah. And that's, you know, the old opposites attract. Mm -hmm. I think that's why him and I were so good together because mm. he was high energy. I was level and I would bring down his, the highness and yes. he would bump up the lowness. So, and so you two do that for each other now, it sounds like. Yeah, we're doing that for each other. <laughs> How's it been? You know, not everyone gets to have a close relationship with their parent. Um, well, I say that because I mean, I have a close relationship with my parents, but not everyone has that in their family where they have like support in this world. Oftentimes it's one person starting on the fitness journey or starting eating differently. And it's not always met with a positive reaction in the household. And I just find it interesting. I'd love for y'all to touch on it. How you support each other with your health goals, with fitness, with food, like what conversations do you have to support each other? Well, neither one of us can have gluten. Okay. We have similar things that our bodies don't tolerate. Mm. And so it helps with that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if, if I'm fixing dinner, she can't have dairy. So those nights, if she's eating what I'm cooking, I, I just don't use real butter. I use the fake stuff. Mm. <laughs> What's the fake stuff? I don't even know what that is. Earth balance. It's, oh, yes. Yeah. What is it? It's It's like seed oil based so it's not inherently healthy but um it gives me the nice taste of butter when i'm really craving a piece of buttered toast okay so. <laughs> there you have it <laughs> or sometimes i'll just make something separate i made fried corn one night and you know there's nothing better than fried corn cooked in a cast iron skillet i can't tell you i've ever had fried corn oh yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and but you know, it takes butter, salt and pepper. That's mm. that's all there is to it. So I had one that had fake butter, salt and pepper. And then you added like chili flakes. She went a little crazy with it. Mm -hmm. And then all she kept doing is, oh, your smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how good it is over there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But you know, they're they're easy. When my husband was living, you know, we he would he was trying to lose weight as well so it wasn't problem you know me it was just maintaining at that point mm. and he would eat what we'd eat he tried vegan lifestyle for a while because mm. he had some heart issues that that didn't last gotcha <laughs> <laughs> no he's too much of a meat eater to have stuck it out that long yeah it that it's it's a tough diet to follow. I've never done it myself, but... Uh, well, I tried it with them, but I was getting horrible muscle cramps because I wouldn't get enough protein. Uh, yeah. And it was it was hard on me. With you being an innate, like, such great, like, powerlifter. I'm not saying powerlifters can't be vegan. I, everyone does what they need to, but it sounds like you need the protein. I need the protein. Yes. <laughs> Cook me up some eggs. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then, Kat, what's it been like... Um, with having your mom there alongside you, I can I would imagine it's just been a huge inspiration. Is has that been like the major influence towards what you're doing now with your your practice? I do. I love it. I brag about her all the time. Oh, that's amazing. When I was at school and we had no doctor in the clinic, mom made sure that we were open once a week. We had a doctor volunteer her time, and every Thursday, mm -hmm. we would make sure that the doors were open and we would see patients. And she dedicated so much of her time, finances, and energy into the clinic to make sure that it was open when I came home. Oh, wow. So very thankful for that and for her sacrifice for that and her sacrifice for just loving me. So. <laughs> 
And so this was when your dad passed and this is the clinic that y'all have maintained since then? Correct. Oh, wow. And so now you've taken it over. Correct. Now she's not as stressed. Now that we are open four days a week, mm -hmm. I'm actually having patients come in and it's it's we're we're a fresh practice. So we're still building our clientele. But the fact that we were able to keep it open mm -hmm. is amazing. Wow. So I'm very thankful to my mom and then Dr. Sheila. She's in Conyers, Georgia. She mm -hmm. really helped our family out when we needed it most. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Wow. So what's it been like treating patients now? Because how so I know you've recently graduated, right? Correct. That's awesome. Thank you. And so how has it been going? It's been amazing. I my very first patient, my first day I opened was a baby who was four weeks old and oh. he was gassy and colicky mm. and he was constipated. And um, for babies, it's very light force. You barely even touch them because they're not even fully bony yet. They're still cartilage. Yeah. And that night, the parents texted me that he had three blowout poops that night and he didn't poop in a, like two weeks. Wow. So just being able to get messages like that or people saying, wow, I haven't felt this good in such a long time. Yeah. It's it allows you to chiropractic allows people to have their power back. Mm -hmm. That's their power back to sit on the ground and play with their kids. They can go to the gym pain free. They can go on walks without having to worry about falling. It's mm -hmm. really more about lifestyle and making you feel powerful, which it's amazing to see every day. It's so empowering. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I saw um, our pal Colin Nickerson went to see you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, it's, did his son go too? Um, I babysit Jackson sometimes. Oh, cool. And so I brought Jackson to the clinic with me one morning and he was my little front desk man. I have adjusted him <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's fantastic. We love them. They're, um, they're fantastic. They're the best. We love them too. Did you listen to Colin's podcast? Yes. <laughs> he's, he's a trip. He's so funny. I love how he controlled the interview with you. you I sat back. You, you Yeah. <laughs> you would ask a question, he'd answer it, but then he'd steer it another way, ask you questions. And I was yeah. like, hey, hey, this is my show. I was like, don't you ask me questions. There's a reason why I'm in this seat. Like, I like to ask the questions and not answer them. <laughs> um, no, he's great. And I'm, did he know that y'all were coming on to the podcast? I don't, I don't remember telling him, no. Uh, but he, I told him we had to postpone it because of my tonsils. So he doesn't know we're here today. Oh, he'll be so excited. <laughs> That's fantastic. Y'all, Um, so I'm fascinated with how this has been like a family business for you. And like you you guys have really been through like so much together and to where you are now, like doing even doing fitness now at, at Strong Side and everything you've been through. Do you have any advice for people who are just getting started or maybe – because something I see a lot as a coach at StrongSide and is people come in and they're starting to change their lives and they don't always have support at home, maybe. Um, or there may be scenarios, like Laura, you mentioned earlier, where people aren't comfortable because they haven't started any part of their weight loss journey yet and they're trying to get comfortable. Um, do y'all have any advice for people who are just trying to get started? They need to just come and do it. Mm. And everybody makes you feel comfortable to where you're less insecure about if you're doing it right or if you look funny because everybody's doing the same movement. And then if you have to modify, there's no shame in that. Yeah. 
I mean, I, you know, like today's workout, the warm up, starting with push ups, I'd started on my knees. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't warmed up enough to go up and I shoot, I did the whole warm up on my knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no shame. And it's, yeah. you just gotta, just gotta step into it and do it. And once you start, you love it and you can't stop. I feel like it's so hard to tell people to just do it oftentimes um, because there's so much that lack of confidence is still there. So like, what would you have needed to hear like in the beginning when you first started, you know? That it's a loving, caring environment and mm. you you will not be singled out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the biggest fear for a lot of people. I don't want to be that person like over there, mm -hmm. people looking at me, you know, that that's the biggest fear we normally see. Yeah. Um, Which is why I started so slow. It was just walks in the neighborhood and then, mm. There, there, there was an old gym called Curves just for women. Mm -hmm. And I started there and it just, it didn't challenge me. It was great to get that first 15, 20 pounds off, but mm -hmm. I needed more. Yeah. Yeah. Kat, yeah. did you have thoughts on it? What really helped me was, for me, it helped me. For some people it might not, but I really isolated myself. I was really focused on my health and my fitness. I would go to the gym. I would have friend interactions, but I wouldn't revolve them around food. I would go on walks. I would go like meet them outside. Sometimes we'd eat for lunch, but just cutting out the noise and opinions of what other people had for me. And I just really honed in on myself. I honed in how I was feeling. I would go to the gym. I wouldn't look at anyone. I'd put my headphones in. I'd listen to music and I would just focus on myself and my movements. And of course I'd look around, but then the minute I felt myself getting distracted, mm -hmm. I'd be like, all right, focus. Mm -hmm. Because when I get distracted, your mind starts to race. I'm like, oh, they're doing that. I'm not doing that. What am I doing wrong? That's the minute I start to compare and I start yeah. to feel a little bit insecure. I got to reel myself back in. Mm -hmm. So being able to stay focused. And of course, like, when you make gym connections, relying on your gym connections, like being able to be with my mom at the gym has been so much fun. And then being able to make friends at the gym who we've become really good friends with just having that support. Cause sometimes people don't have that support at home. They don't have that support from their loved ones. So they need to go outward. So what I did first is I went inward and I just really focused on myself. And then over time, as I got more comfortable and confident in what I was doing, I was able to be more outward with my connections and wow. having that support that's i feel like is so such a golden key to go inward first before you can go outward and i think a lot of people do the opposite mm -hmm. where we're looking for validation on the outside and we're looking for like acceptance i mean like you walk into a room you're like oh my god you know i'm a i'm an introvert in that way when i walk into a room and i don't know anybody you know that can be really intimidating with the gym but mm -hmm. it sounds like you were looking for more of the answers within yourself just like you were saying about chiropractic in general what you're talking about yeah. it's all from within you looked inward first I spent such a long time in chiropractic school I was in a very toxic relationship so I was always feeling so insecure what am I doing wrong and I always blamed myself and then when I got away from that I realized wow I'm so powerful and so being able to look inward and start trusting myself again and knowing that I am worth it life-changing for me wow yeah man how what were the first steps into into doing that though like when you tell someone to start doing that like can you can you talk more on into that sure 
you it takes i would some people are religious so you can pray or others can meditate but i just looked inward and what i wanted who i wanted to be what i wanted to focus on Mm -hmm. because i was not happy with how i felt i was not happy with how i looked and i was not happy with who i was as a person Mm. so just setting goals for myself and knowing i have to my goal was to become I had to change my mental state to take care of people. And I was not there. And that was my goal. And by processing what I went through on top of the relationship, my dad passing. So just so many things happened at once. And in he, my dad died. And then a week later, I took my finals. I, there was no room for breaks. I just had to keep going. So when I got home, I was like, wow, I finally have time to process everything that I just went through, being finally away from the toxicity, being finally home with my family. God, I was being, a. every time I'd come home, it was my mental reset. I'd go to school, I'd get stressed out, I'd come home, I'd spend time with my mom and my sister, I'd feel better. Mm-hmm. I'd go back to school and about two weeks later, the cycle started again. So coming back home, being in my safe space, that was finding your safe space, I would say. If it's at home with your family, great. If it's with you and your dog, wonderful. If it's with your group of friends, lean on them. I leaned on y'all. I leaned on them so much. And now that I've been able to have that support system as well as being able to look inward in myself and what I wanted to do, being able to set those goals and accomplish them kept building. I kept having little mini goals. And when you set little goals for yourself, it makes it more attainable than like, oh, I want to lose like mom. She lost 85 pounds. If her goal was to lose 85 pounds, she would be disheartened if Mm. she only lost five Uh because she still looks at that big goal. But if her goal was to lose five pounds, she, she did it. Yeah. And then it, it slowly gains more confidence. So doing little goals each time really helps the confidence building as well. Absolutely. Laura, do you want to speak on that at all? I, I, I did. I kept my little goals, but then I also had my, my big why. And my big why was to be healthy and strong for my family. Because mm. if, I, if, if I wasn't healthy and strong, how would they be healthy and strong? Because they need me to lean on me. Mm and for me to always be there for them. So you you gotta take care of yourself to take care of others. Absolutely. And strong side is that community that looks out for everybody. Mm -hmm. It it is a, it's such a beautiful community because everybody knows everybody. And even if you don't, you leave there knowing them Mm -hmm. that day, if you go at a different time. So it's so important to have people to lean on, to rely on, to partner with and to do things with to work out or just after the workout maybe go get a cup of coffee to talk about things yeah uh, I, I was gonna say that like for a lot of people um I know strong side has become like their safe space that you were mentioning earlier so many and because no one can do it all alone and even if it's not even if you're not going into strong side and spilling your guts and telling everyone all your things uh, well a lot of people do and I, I mean i get it i started as a member and i did that in the beginning <laughs> like you know um but even just showing up and knowing you're gonna be met with good energy no matter where you're coming from because that alone can be so transferable and you can leave if, i think that's the word transferable um and you leave just feeling a little bit lighter 
Oh, I mean a lot sweatier, but a little bit lighter <laughs> too at the same time. Definitely sweaty and lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the little detox of all the bad energy and all the other things too. But refill with some good water and head on your way. Absolutely. Y'all, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I really appreciate both of you. Thank you. So much. It's been so much fun. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you wouldn't mind hitting follow if you haven't already and giving us a five-star review wherever you may be listening. We appreciate it so, so much. As always, be good to yourselves and stay well. We'll talk to you soon.